Hi, I'm Doug. And I'm Yvette. And your search for the next breakout podcast is over. Welcome to Search Complete. Hello and welcome to Search Complete, a podcast where we see what the internet has been searching for by taking the first part of the question and seeing what Google thinks we want to know. But before typing it in, we'll guess how it auto-completes and you can play along at home. We can have a good laugh at society's expense and then we'll realise we actually want to know the answers. So we've actually got another listener-suggested search topic today. Oh, I didn't know this one was uh, listener-requested. Yeah, it was actually requested by your gran, Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, granny. Um, Yeah, so the search phrase for today is, am I allergic to... Okay. So it kind of follows on from our Is It Possible To episode where we discussed is it possible to be allergic to water? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That so, was quite, I like that one. Which episode, can you remember what episode that was? That was why back at the beginning. You guys, <laughs> you guys are going to have to scroll down the list to find that one. But uh, I, think, I think that one might come up. Yeah, am a, I allergic to water? Yeah. No, actually, mm, I don't think it will. I, d- I feel I, like it's quite a rare allergy. It, I mean, it was extremely rare. We were talking like tens of cases ever reported. Yeah. So people actually won't be searching, am I? Yeah, I don't think that one's going to come up. One I definitely think will come up is, am I allergic to milk or lactose? Yeah, I had that as well, lactose and dairy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of natural to become lactose intolerant as you age. Yeah, I think so as well. I think that's true. Like in nature, you're not really... Supposed, supposed to, to drink milk like it's kind of just yeah. a weird thing at least that after, humans do after a certain age anyway yeah that's why you're supposed to give cats cat milk like it's not milk from cats it's just lactose free milk oh. that cats can drink <laughs> like adult cats yeah I, I um personally have try and have lactose free milk and cheese i've never been tested but i feel like you don't want to be in the room if i've had a lot of cheese <laughs> lovely <laughs> well at least this is an audio medium and not a smellio <laughs> medium uh, what else have you got? Um, on a similar vein, um, I was thinking gluten. Yeah, because I bread. think like gluten intolerance is kind of in the zeitgeist at the moment. Like it, be- it became unfashionable to eat gluten it at did, one point, yeah. didn't it? And now everyone's probably like, "Oh well, all these negative feelings I have, maybe it's because I'm allergic to gluten." Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> probably unlikely. Yeah. Uh, the other, the one other, actually, I got two other food ones. One is eggs. Okay. I feel like a lot. of people think they're allergic to eggs i think eggs is like a legit allergy that people do have as well and uh, the other one is nuts yeah although i feel like specific nut nuts is like i feel like you'd probably know about it if you're allergic to nuts like nut allergies can be quite bad can't they and they're often tested for but to be fair like you uh you think you're allergic to hazelnut yeah Uh, i mean i think you probably are but but not in like a serious not a severe one, no way. way. But I wouldn't like to eat them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my food ones that I've got is like sugar. Okay. Like, I feel like people might be searching like if it's stuff that they eat, like with gluten or lactose or maybe like sugar. If they eat a lot of it and then they feel really bad yeah. afterwards. I mean, like br- like a cake, basically. Yeah. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like with sugar, you could eat a lot and then get like a sugar crash and then feel really awful. Yeah. And I think. Some people are probably more sensitive to that than others, and they might think they're allergic to it. Yeah, or I, I know you might some just people have... do a diet that's like no added sugar. I mean, that's probably a healthy like. I think food with added sugar is probably like processed food, which is definitely not good for you. Yeah. Moving away from the food, I had. Am I allergic to 
dust. Yeah. I feel like when hoovering and stuff is quite often I get, you know, basically hay fever-like symptoms. Like the itchy eyes. And and the runny nose. And I imagine another one will be, am I allergic to, like, pollen? Yeah, I had, like, am I allergic to grass slash plants? Because I feel like a lot of people have hay fever, but you might have hay fever that's like so bad that you're like is this a hay fever or am i actually allergic <laughs> yeah. to this am i allergic to the air and also i feel like sometimes people can get like a rash from grass and like certain plants as well like on their skin yeah i get that yeah did you ever do you get that you know if you've been like rolling around as a kid i'd always end up like with like really itchy skin yeah i don't think that's like an allergic reaction as such it's more just like a natural reaction yeah yeah speaking of skin reactions a couple of things i thought was maybe sweat am i allergic to sweat because i feel like you can (laughs) get like a a sweat rash can't you you, if you sweat a lot so you might be wondering if that's an allergy and also metal okay like Uh, some i know some people are allergic to like certain metal jewelry if it's not like the hypoallergenic or gold or silver this is a good excuse to have only very classy (laughs) jewelry yeah Diamonds um, only. Solid diamond <laughs> Platinum. everything. What else have you got? The final one I've got is, uh, am I allergic to boys slash girls? Boys? It depends on how much stock Google takes from like nine-year-olds. nine-year-olds. Yeah. No, but I it could come up. It, I think it could. It's a bit mm. of a shot in the dark, though. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a random one. <laughs> You'll be laughing um, when it comes up. Uh, I've I mean, got I'll be a couple laughing. of more ones. Um, am I allergic to the sun? I okay. feel like people... Who are ginger like you. People do tend to spend a lot of time indoors now, don't they? And I feel yeah. like you can end up feeling quite horrible if you spend too long in the sun, like if you've got a headache or something. And yeah, like, like a heat stroke or mild yeah, heat stroke. Yeah, heat stroke. And also like my brother gets this weird rash from the sun, like if he goes out and it's quite hot. Yeah. So I think that's... I don't know what that is. I don't know if there's an allergy, <laughs> but something weird. Um, and also... Am I allergic to animals or fur? Ah, oh, completely missed that one. Like pets, animals, yeah. cat, cats and dogs, especially because yeah. people spend a lot of time around cats and dogs. I can't believe I didn't think of that one. I know, you're mostly on the food hype, I guess. Yeah, I think we're pretty, I'm actually feeling pretty confident we're going to get uh, get all of them here. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I feel like always some random ones come up, don't they? Yep. All right. Let's search this mad boy. So, um, as always, if you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe and to tell everyone you know how great it is. And you can also follow us on social media at scpodcast underscore UK on Twitter and Instagram. All right, here we go. Am I allergic to cats, my dog? I like, I like how it's to cats in general and then it's like my dog. My dog. It's not just cats. It's not my cat. It's just my dog. Do you think that's because people stray cat not stray cats but like cats wander around more mm, or maybe people are just more attached to their dogs like there's there is am i allergic to my cat later down oh, okay still i think it's quite an interesting insight into people yeah well, that's the whole point of this podcast or at least part of the podcast next one am i allergic to alcohol oh. no mate you're just hung over <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe there is such a thing, but yeah, I feel like you could probably feel pretty bad uh, yeah. from alcohol without well, being allergic. We didn't to get it. that one. No. Am I allergic to gluten? And am I allergic to dairy? Oh, am I allergic to eggs and to milk? Nice. And the final couple are: Am I allergic to latex? And am I allergic to condoms? Basically, the same question. Ah, no, not true, because there's latex gloves as yeah. well. But uh, I think mostly because of condoms. 
Uh, I'm going to take a screenshot of these and put them in the show notes. And it'll be really interesting to hear if you guys get any different ones due to region or whatever Google knows about you. We're going to go away and bring back the info on some of the more interesting ones. And we're back. So before going into some of the more specific things, um, we wanted to maybe just touch on like what is an allergy, just so we're all on the same page, because amongst our research, we go like, here are the symptoms of this allergy. But really, it all comes down to the same situation. And like what causes an allergic reaction? Yeah. yeah. So the description is the immune system mistakes a substance that is harmless for something that is dangerous and attacks it. These substances are what we call allergens, and about one in four people in the UK have allergies. That's quite high, actually. Yeah. Do you uh, name some common allergies? Uh, so what was on the list? Um, various foods, um, gluten, dairy, animals, um, pollen. Yeah, pollen fever. was the other big one that di didn't actually come up on our list. Or come up on the results, which actually is quite surprising. So is hay fever a pollen allergy? Yes. Or is that a different... No, that's okay. exactly what it is. And uh, when your body attacks something, it causes an immune response, much like, you know, if you have cold, flu, coronavirus. Yeah, because <laughs> your your blood cells try and get rid of it yeah. as if it was something dangerous invading your exactly. system. So this is like, gives you coughing, rashes, itchy eyes, redness of skin, if like, whatever has touched you that you're allergic to, stuffy nose, sneezing, and extreme cases, death. Just right. basically yes. your body being an idiot. One of the, there are about three main ways in which you can get tested if you think you have an allergy of something. You can have a skin test where they put a small amount of the suspect allergen on your skin and see just there as a reaction. Have you seen those where they, they draw like a grid on your arm? No, I haven't. And then they um, drop... You do a little yeah. drop and then, you know, you get a rash if it's a bad substance. Oh, yeah. They were talking about that where on our, on our previous podcast where and is, is it possible to be allergic to water? Yeah. And that is how they found out someone was allergic to water because there's a control, which is just water. And they and still they got, got the rash. rash. Yeah, yeah. The other types of tests are elimination type tests. This is mainly used with food allergies. So basically just remove that one food from your entire diet, see if it makes you better. Yeah. Or I guess the other way is to remove all potential allergies and reintroduce them. And final is a blood test. Treatments. Um, generally, you'll probably see most people take antihistamines. Uh, histamine is a key protein involved in the immune response. So if you block it, it's not going to trigger those you know, annoying coughing, blocked nose, those sort of reactions. You can also take decongestants to help with the blocked nose. Yep. Steroids as well to help with nasal congestions. Yeah. Did you say you're on steroids and then you're just like, Squirting these things up your nose. <laughs> Getting ripped on your yeah. allergies. So I have rhinitis, which is a real thing. Basically <laughs> allergic to the air. Dust, the dust isn't it? is dust, yeah. And they were like, you take nasal sprays. And I was like, is my nose going to get hench? I was going to have this huge nose. I don't think that's really how no, steroids no. work, is it? <laughs> no. You have a huge and muscular nose. No. Just really good at doing that nose thing, you know, twitching your nose. <laughs> Other treatment is immunotherapy. So basically, this is where you administer increasing doses of the said allergen, the idea to induce long-term tolerance, mm. you know, but a bit like a flu shot or... Vaccine? Vaccines, yes. But this is only used for like extremely severe allergies. I guess it can be quite dangerous to yeah, do as well. Yeah, it is. And I guess, I don't know if this falls under a treatment, but EpiPen. So if someone has a severe reaction, they go into anaphylaxis, 
I can't say it. What is it? How do you say Anaphylactic it? shock. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, and basically this is just a shot of adrenaline to help your body cope. To stop the airways closing and yeah. the things that actually kill you in a really severe allergic reaction. Yeah. Basically, bottom line is that uh, an allergy is when you have immune response to something you shouldn't have. Yeah. So this brings us on to our first uh, topic from the search results. Mm-hmm. Am I allergic to gluten? Are you? Well, I'm not. <laughs> um, but some people are. And a gluten allergy is called celiac disease. Spelled really weird. Yes. C-O-E-L-I-A-C. Coeliacs. <laughs> I think in America they don't spell it with the C. With No, they do spell it with the C without the O. So it's oh, just C-E-L. Celiacs. Which makes a bit more sense. I yeah. Think. Um, For once. Yeah. So in celiac condition, you're immune system mistakes substances um so proteins found inside gluten so often the uh, allergens are proteins the your immune system mistakes gluten as a threat to the body and then attacks them while you eat gluten but this immune response actually can damage your gut like your small intestine and then you you can be unable to take in nutrients and that can also cause the symptoms as well okay so it's almost like a (laughs) double-edged situation going here you get the normal immune response that i talked about earlier and then also your gut stops functioning correctly. Yeah, so it's the the symptoms, but maybe as a result of the symptoms, you can't absorb the nutrients. So the symptoms are things sort of like diarrhea, bloating, and also like abdominal pain. But mm-hmm. because your small intestine isn't functioning properly because it's doing the diarrhea or whatever, then you're not taking in the nutrients because everything's getting passed straight through. Gluten is a dietary protein which is found in three types of cereal, including... Wheat, barley, and rye. Yeah. So that's found in any food containing those cereals. Can you think of some sort of obvious things that have gluten in? Cereal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Beer as well. Yeah. Uh, Cake. Yeah. Bread. Yeah. Uh, Pasta. Yeah, pasta. All the delicious carbs. Um, But there are also some foods that are like, you wouldn't expect them to contain gluten, but they do. So when you, if you first get a diagnosis of celiac disease there's a lot of like label reading and figuring out what products you actually can eat like can you think of anything that you know has gluten but you wouldn't expect so i know that some grated cheese has gluten Mm. because they use flour as like to stop the cheese sticking together yeah and also some ice creams ice cream yeah a little bit of gluten soy sauce often has gluten wow actually Um, i didn't know the soy sauce one but i did not know about the ice cream one some uh, French fries, especially from like um, fast food places, because they fry yeah. it the same oil as like the chicken nuggets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get cross contamination. Uh, crisps, yeah, like because yeah. they're made of potatoes, they don't naturally have gluten. But if sometimes the seasoning has flour in, yeah, stuff. there's a lot of seasoning stuff. Also, like um, some sort of pre-made sauces, like cheese sauce, you get for lasagnas and stuff. Yeah, and soup. Soup. Yeah, just a lot of processed foods is may have gluten. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of, like when you first start, you really have to check everything. So the symptoms are already touched on and they they can be like a range of severity. Um, but they're sort of uh, things like diarrhea, brackets, which may smell particularly unpleasant. <laughs> Not that it smells great to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I don't know that you'd be like... This diarrhea smells much worse than all the other nice diarrheas I've ever had. I feel like if this is a symptom, you'll know. Yeah. Uh, Stomach ache, bloating and farting. Yeah. uh, Indigestion and constipation. 
So it's not exactly clear what causes the immune system to act this way and what the reasons are for developing celiac disease. But it's thought that a combination of genetics and environment play a part. And it, celiac can develop at any age, but symptoms are more likely to develop during early childhood, between 8 and 12 months old, um, although it may take years before a correct diagnosis is yeah. made. And then also in later adulthood, between 40 and 60 years old. Wow. Okay. I don't know why, what the reason for that yeah. is, but yeah, so there, there's no cure for celiac disease. You just have to follow the gluten-free diet to alleviate the symptoms. It must be an absolute bitch to diagnose. It's like this baby is like pooping more. Yeah, so especially in the UK, like routine testing, like isn't typically done unless you've got like a relative with celiac disease because of the genetic component. To component. It, yeah. Um, but it, it just seems strange that the testing isn't done routinely because it affects like one in a hundred people, uh, which seems fairly common. That, uh, that, that is bordering on common, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the test involves a blood test to detect celiac antibodies. And then that can be followed up by a biopsy of the small intestine to confirm. Okay. So that's quite, quite invasive, that biopsy then. Yeah, they do it, you know, with the, where they put yeah. the tube down your throat. That must be horrible. They often give like um, sedatives and they will do a local anesthetic in your throat so you can't, you're not like choking, choking on right. it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's particularly pleasant, which is probably why they don't often do it. Yeah. So should we go back to the men versus women? Okay. Think there's a difference yeah. in celiac diagnosis? Uh, I want to say women have it more. And the only reason I say that is because I think the only couple of people I know who are celiac are women. Okay. Well, you are right. Okay. <laughs> the reported cases are three times higher in women than men. Wow. Which is quite a big difference. Stats but, for the win. I mean, it might just be that men don't seek, uh, if it seek happens, their diagnosis it as much. Like, I don't though, know. If it happens early on in life, though, you don't really have much of a choice. What about, like, if, if you don't have celiac disease? Like, the, the gluten-free diet has kind of become a bit of a fad, hasn't yeah. it? Like, and I, I was curious as to why that's gained so much popularity recently. Well, I know gluten generally is quite hard to digest or you don't actually digest gluten, something like that, like the actual actual the protein. So I don't know whether like someone came along and was like, this isn't good for you because your body doesn't really use it. And then suddenly a couple of sports people and famous people were like, yeah, you're right. I feel so much better when I've removed it from my diet. And then they kind of just like the variety of that. Yeah, I, f I feel like it because I, I looked it up and it's there was one study that reckoned 26 to 30 percent of adults in the US claim to be reducing their gluten intake. Wow. That's a huge um, considering like if one percent of people actually have celiac disease. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think it's mostly due to like celebrities, including Gwyneth Paltrow, saying oh. that it's healthy, but I don't know that there's much science behind it. You know, because because these celebrities have been saying, oh, they're great for, you know, using losing weight and stuff. And okay. it probably like, a, a gluten-free diet probably is good for losing weight, but just because you can't eat cake or bread yeah, anymore. It removes a lot of carbs and makes you think more about what you're eating as well. Yeah. Um, so there, there have been studies that claim gluten-free diet actually has no health benefits for people unless you have celiac disease. Yeah. So if you if you do have these symptoms and you're worried it might be celiac, see your doctor. But just you know, if you occasionally get bloated after eating loads of cakes, you probably, <laughs> probably not. Just, probably just ate too many cakes. Yeah. I looked into 
am I allergic to cats? And also, am I allergic to dogs? It seemed to make sense to lump this into one. So what percentage of the US population do you think has a pet allergy? Mm, I think quite a lot of people say that they're allergic to animals, don't they? So maybe like, I don't know, 15%? Yeah, pretty close, 10%. Which, you know, it feels like that's quite high. Considering yeah. one in four people in the UK have some allergy, that's going to make up for a pet allergy is going to make up for quite a lot of that. So with cats, cat allergies are actually twice as common as dog allergies. Don't know why, but here's a little uh, little QI question for you. Okay. What about the pet do you think people are allergic to? Um, I don't know really. I guess it has to be sort of stuff that comes airborne, right? Often, mm-hmm. so maybe like proteins in their like skin or something. Did you, did you like, look this up before Louis did this? No. Because you're bang on. Oh, okay. So a lot of people think it actually comes from the fur. And, like, there's a lot of uh, stuff going around about, like, hypoallergenic dogs or cats. But really, that's bullshit. Uh, and, yeah, so it's a protein called DEL-D1. So is it the same for both cats and dogs? Uh, well, not the same protein, but it's, it's not fur. Okay. Well, the uh, fur is just sort of hair, isn't it? Yeah. Is worse for hair? pets is it not? no so that's the thing it's not oh and it's actually they've shown that there's even like variation in how people react to dogs or cats that are within the same breed okay what so you can have a particularly flaky pet that's yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> got more gives off more allergens yeah so these allergens are or this uh protein del d1 at least in cats uh, is released in saliva urine and dander dander being dry skin flakes okay like dander off yeah exactly that's why it's called dander off uh but it should also should note that fur kind of plays a part because you could bring in external allergens yeah such as like pollen from their fur and if you've got longer fur you're going to catch more of those like dust mites or mm, i'm wondering pollen. whether it's like um sort of coarse haired anim- animals are not People don't react as badly because they don't. Their fur doesn't like hold all of the skin yeah, flakes as maybe. much. They're not like a, you know, it's not sort of following them around in a cloud as much. Mm. I don't yeah, know. That could make a difference. So here are some tips on living with cats and dogs if you do have allergies. Brush them outside using gloves. Yeah. Because brushing it does remove like skin or dander. Yeah. Uh, keep the pet out of specific areas like the bedroom and bathroom where you're yeah. going to be sort of trying to clean yourself or uh, with the bedroom sleeping. Mm. wash your hands all the time which i think is something we're all doing a bit more now <laughs> yeah have hardwood flooring there was some stat that like carpet is a hundred times dirtier well it's because all the flooring. bits yeah. can get caught in the in the carpet exactly get plenty of fresh air into your home clean the litter box as often as you can because yeah. the urine uh wash your pets uh bedding and wash the pet <laughs> and finally oh this is an interesting one Female cats produce lower levels of these allergens. Oh, interesting. So maybe if you know you're allergic or like mildly allergic, consider getting a female. Interesting. And uh, something I thought was interesting was that there's been studies that exposing a baby to a pet can decrease chances of being allergic in the future. Maybe they get, you know, their their body gets used to the allergen. It's kind of from like early that immunotherapy in a way. Immune system is first coming into action yeah i also think like if you're developing as a kid right as a baby 
you I, I guess what you're exposed to at the beginning of life is like what your body expects is normal it sets as the baseline yeah the baseline exactly yeah. so I, I think that's probably something to do with it some common treatments for allergies to cats and dogs is the antihistamines which we talked about before nasal steroids nasal sprays and you can get a, a, allergy shots Okay. But I, th- I think that's probably bordering on the immunotherapy stuff. So you have to be really mm. freaking ill. Maybe well, you're like, I know some people who, if they spend too long in like a room with a cat, they can't like breathe properly yeah. and stuff. Pre- That'd be so annoying. Like if you're like you're so excited to get like your first pet and it's like, no, allergic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be horrible. So next up is, am I allergic to latex? So should we start with talking about what latex actually is? Yeah, it's a type of rubber, right? Yeah, so latex is the like natural substance that's used to manufacture rubber. Okay. Um, so it's latex is produced by rubber trees. Um, I, just, I just find that so funny. Like imagining this tree just like giving birth to rubber tires or something, just dropping bits of rubber. I mean, not quite, but kind of. Is it like a resin or something? Um, yeah. So it's like a cloudy white liquid that acts as a protective fluid beneath the bark. Funny how cloudy white fluid and protection. Is also what it's used for against cloudy white liquid. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, back to um, throw you off there. <laughs> um, yeah. So latex can, is, can be collected by cutting a thin strip of bark from the tree, and then the latex sort of flows down the tree, and you can, uh, you know, put tap a spout, it tap yeah. it, yeah, and collect it, and then that's processed into rubber products. And then a latex allergy, as similar to the other allergies we've already discussed, is a reaction to a certain protein found in natural rubber latex made from the rubber tree. And so if you have a latex allergy, your body mistakes latex for a harmful substance. And the latex allergy can occur either by direct contact, which is like just basically if you touch latex-containing products like latex gloves, condoms, balloons, that sort of thing, or if you've got a more severe allergy, you can have a reaction by inhalation. So like especially gloves, when you sort of pull them off, the, the latex particles can be released into the air oh, and then you annoying. can breathe them in. So it is worth noting that not all latex products are made from natural latex. There is man-made latex, okay. such as like latex paint, and then that's not likely to cause a reaction. Is that what is used in like latex free products so for gloves i think the alternative is like nitrile gloves oh yeah yeah. and i'll get on to like alternative condoms in a bit so first i just wanted to talk about the risk factors to developing a latex allergy Mm -hmm. so it turns out that people who have had a higher exposure to latex can be more at risk as a kid so just in general like so latex allergies tend to develop slowly occurring after years of repeated exposure so um, latex allergy is much more common in healthcare workers because okay. they have to yeah. wear the gloves all the time. Also, people with spina bifida, which I think they think is because they've had to have a lot of healthcare early in life. So they've been in contact with a lot of latex products. Yeah. Uh, people who undergo multiple surgeries, uh, rubber industry workers. This is really strange. Is there a reason for this? Um. Not sure, really. Do you think it's like a, just a build up up until like a critical point? Yeah, it kind of seems opposite from some of the things you were saying earlier yeah. about increasing your tolerance. Exposure earlier on, yeah. yeah. So I don't really know. And also if you've got a family history of allergies, 
you're more likely to get it. Now, I feel like it has to be the sort of like, like a little bit is okay, but as mm. you build more and have come into contact with more and more of it, yeah. your body's something like, okay, there's too much of it going on in my system or something like that. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And then also there's a connection between a latex allergy and also some food allergies um, because certain foods contain the same allergens found in latex. Okay, so basically the same protein. Yeah, so that's including avocado, banana, chestnut, kiwi, passion fruit, tomato, bell pepper, and potato. So, <laughs> wow, it's such a wide variety of food as yeah, well. Yeah, so if you're allergic to any of those foods, you m- might be more likely of being allergic to latex and vice versa. Worth noting. So about 30 to 50% of people with latex allergies are also allergic to some or all of those foods. Okay. So how many people do you think have latex allergy or sensitivity? I I think it'll be less than one in a hundred. I'll go for one in a thousand. So what's that 0.1%? Yes. So it's actually between one and 6% wow. in America. That's so much higher than I think because I feel like maybe it's just because I come into more contact with it, but the sort of like free from food range just seems so proliferative. Whereas I hardly ever see like latex free products anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of products, like especially sort of lab gloves, tend to be latex-free now, maybe because of the increased risk, because, at, you know, how it's 1% to 6% for normal people, but it's actually 8 to 12% in healthcare workers. Yeah, that's like 1 in so 10. that's like up to double. Yeah. Isn't the latex industry a little, you know, th- there is a finite amount of, like, natural latex because it is a natural resource. Yeah. So they're probably trying to move away from... Yeah, so that. a lot of it used to be produced in the Amazon, yeah. but now they've moved away from that and much like it's all produced basically all produced in Asia now. Okay. Um but they're kind of on rubber plantations that were sort of built by the British um oh. sort of in the late 1800s somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. But yeah, obviously there's only so much they can produce. But yeah, some some of the alternatives though are made from petroleum-based products, so no, that's not, not so ideal either. No. Um, Maybe they could be recycled better or something. Yeah, well, I guess it's difficult for stuff like surgical gloves and that. Cause you yeah, you really can't want. really <laughs> recycle that anyway. Yeah. More specifically, moving on to, am I allergic to condoms? If you experience a frequent and unexplained itching after sex, it could be a sign of an allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, so if you've definitely not got an STI. Yeah, I Um, guess it'd be hard to uh, work out what's going on there. Yeah, so there are some alternatives to the the latex condom. Uh, So one option is lambskin condoms, which were used before the development of latex. So they're made from the intestinal lining of sheep. Jeez, man. I don't really know how easy they are to get. Apparently there are some available, but it seems a little... That sounds it seems, it seems a little gruesome to be perfect. Yeah, I mean, using tree guts seems kind of less <laughs> gross than using animal guts to me. It's a lot further away as well, like uh, in terms of the steps. Yeah, it's like you see sheep on the field. You never seen a latex tree. Yeah, the con the con- the you know the benefits are that the condoms are all natural. Yeah, but, benefit. Um, and also they they can have heightened sensitivity. Like some people say, they can't feel it at all. Although they can prevent you from getting pregnant, they don't prevent the spread of STIs. Really? Yeah. Because just because oh. um, viruses can just pass through the pores. Oh, I see. I see. So they're not ideal. No. And they are a bit, I don't know, a bit creepy. It's a, it's a little creepy. I mean, 
it's a bit harsh to say, like, some people have to use this alternative. I'm hoping you're going to say that there's a different alternative. Yeah, so there are on. other alternatives as well. That okay, let's, let's move on to that. N- not got your dick inside a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Um, so there are also, like, plastic-based condoms uh, made from polyurethane, and these both protect from pregnancy and from STIs. And polyurethane is a bit thinner than latex, and conducts heat well, so it can feel quite natural, but it doesn't have the same stretch as latex, so they might not fit as well. Okay, maybe so, there's more sizing options then. Yeah, so they may be at risk of slipping off or breaking, which is also not ideal. Not good. So what is um, currently the best option is polyisoprene, which is a synthetic rubber, and so I assume it's most more similar to actual latex than yeah. other options, um, and that also conducts heat better than latex and stretches better than polyurethane. Yeah. So that sounds like a win seems overall. Like the best option there. And finally, I looked at this very peculiar one. Am I allergic to alcohol? No, you're just drunk. So originally I thought people just didn't understand how hangovers work. But they do in fact exist. What alcohol allergies? Yes. So um most people who think they have an allergy for alcohol actually have like celiacs or some other allergies to the other ingredients within the alcohol. Okay. Such as like the grapes or if you're celiacs, the gluten. And apparently there's seafood proteins in some drinks and egg proteins and mm. uh, sulfites are quite common as well. Yeah. So I was, try- I was trying to think why would someone think they were allergic to alcohol? Uh, but I was actually thinking that different people have different tolerances to alcohol. Yeah. So can you imagine if you're going out with your friends and they drink this, you drink the same amount of them and they seem fine the next morning and then you're feeling really shit. You'd be like, why? You know, mm-hmm. I think you might jump to an allergy. Or at least that's what you'd think. Mm, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'd just be like, I don't have the same tolerance as them. Yeah, I but wouldn't... that's because we have a science background. I feel like an allergy is quite a specific thing, yeah. though. Like the symptoms of an allergy are quite... Specific. I think I feel like feeling generally sick and not wanting to look at a bright light is not. Yeah, I guess you also get tired though, headaches. I imagine if you've got like if you've got bad uh, hay fever, you can kind of get like headachey because of the congestion. I feel like maybe if you got a really bad hangover from having one drink or something like that, yeah. you might think. But it could have just maybe been spiked. My body is broken. Yeah. But I feel like if you went out and had quite a lot to drink, I probably wouldn't jump to the conclusion of, I have an allergy to this. Okay, maybe. Do you have a better idea of why people might have, like, why this is such a common topic people are searching for? Probably because they're just hungover. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe people are like, I'm always so hungover, maybe I'm allergic to this. Okay. So, like, did you find anyone that's, like, specifically allergic to the alcohol? Yeah, there are people that are allergic to alcohol itself okay and not just like the grapes or yeah, whatever yeah, no so you can be allergic so what is the symptoms of that uh just the usual symptoms you get you know rash itchy throat i would guess bad stomach but not they're not hangover symptoms necessarily are they no but let's face it when you're hungover you just feel bad and imagine that's kind of similar if you've got an allergy mm. but i would imagine it's very hard to test for as well you know exactly they probably need one of those yeah. like elimination also, I feel like healthcare. Um, so, like for the celiac test, you have to eat gluten 
before your test. Oh, Otherwise, you know, but your healthcare so practitioners can't say, well, get drink loads yeah, and, then we'll, and then we'll see how you're doing. Like, yeah. I feel like as a healthcare practitioner, you kind of want to encourage people to reduce their alcohol yeah. intake regardless. And that was basically my one treatment that I found was just avoid alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a pretty shitty one to have, but... I mean, I feel like that's the treatment for most allergies, really. You that's have true, to actually. avoid the allergen yeah. and there are things you can take to lessen your symptoms if they're yeah. particularly severe. Having an allergy must definitely suck. I don't think either of us have severe allergies. No, I think also as well, like the if you have a severe allergy, how careful you have to be yeah, to stop, so you know, careful. having things that have been cross contaminated. You have to get that big red binder out at the restaurant every time oh, you go out yeah. for a meal. <laughs> yeah. What do you think would be the worst one out of let's say these the top ones that we had? What do you think would be the worst allergy? Um. Personally, I feel like a gluten allergy would be a real bummer because I quite enjoy making and eating yeah. cake and all the carb-based foods. I wholeheartedly agree. It would yeah. be such a pain to be gluten-free. I feel like it is quite interesting to see what people have searched. It's like, it kind of is like uh, these people's main concerns, my pets, my cakes, my <laughs> sex, and, you know, food. Yeah, I mean, food, loved ones and sex as and alcohol and alcohol yeah what That's else do you need not much else <laughs> apart from this podcast and so do your friends so uh, if you did enjoy this podcast and your friends aren't allergic to podcasts awesome, awesome audio medium <laughs> then, that would uh, be a bummer you go my ears are so rashy what, what's happened oh it must have been this bad podcast yeah. i'm allergic to but uh please do share this podcast and you can also follow us on social media at scpodcast underscore uk and you can also drop us emails at searchcompletepodcast at gmail.com, uh, especially if you've got any suggestions for future show topics we can look up and see what people are worrying about. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Doug. And I'm Yvette. Thanks for listening. <laughs>